0: All right, joining us right now, and uh, he needs a little introduction, but a successful businessman, it's our friend Giovanni Frosi. Good afternoon, Gio. Hi, good afternoon, John. How hey, Gio, very well. Gio, I asked you to, uh, to call in and join the program this afternoon simply because, number one, you've been doing a lot of traveling internationally, and number two, especially in comparing how things are, Rhode Island with COVID and other places of COVID, And I wanted to, other people, to hear your experience with it.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's um, definitely a little different, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, how the lockdown states, as I call them, are handling the pandemic, you know, 13 months later, as opposed to um, a lot of the states that uh, either remained open or eventually uh, decided to, to be fully open. So, um, you know, with respect to the transition from, you know, Governor Romando to Governor McKee, I certainly see a difference, and uh, that's a good thing. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, how she had handled it was, uh, was just, you know, so day-to-day without um, people having, you know, goals to reach and opportunities to plan that, um, that it was very tough to, to manage through that whole time. Uh, what I see from governor McKee is uh, a little bit more of uh, some general timelines uh, which you know always help uh, in the planning process etc but you know frankly on a personal uh, level if, if you know if you were to actually you know tell, you know ask me what I think I think that the incremental approach is no longer necessary I think that um, you know it's fully understood that you know, you're, you, we have to manage the pandemic. It's never going to go away, and you just need to get back back to normal and just get moving. Um, you've seen it done successfully in, in Texas. Florida certainly has remained open and done their thing. Um, you've seen it now pretty much across the country. There's only a handful of states left that are doing it, what I call the, the way that Rhode Island is doing it. And, um, and I think last night I... You know, I showed you an image of a, a, you know, big concert that was being held in South Carolina. Yes. So everybody's back open. You had a hundred, you know, thousands of people. I'm sure it wasn't a hundred thousand, but, you know, 70,000 whatever at a had a baseball game in Texas. You know, fully, full stadium. So it just doesn't make sense anymore to, to, to be an outlier. And um, I think, you know, Rhode Island for some reason continues to want to, wanna, you know, do that. Uh, it's done it for you know, the last, I think, 30 years or so um, in not so great fashion. Uh, and when it comes to, you know, the pandemic, uh, you know, for those who might have thought it's a good thing at first, uh, that's great uh, and, and supportive. But again, they did not successfully, you know, manage the death rate. And um, why continue to do it? Just get back to normal and let's try and save people and their businesses and their families. Because that's
0: where I think we're at now, 100%. Gio, what did you make of uh, the census where, I mean, it, the old adage, people move with their feet. Look at, you know, Florida picks up a congressional seat. Texas picks up a congressional seat. Montana, Colorado pick up seats. New York, California losing the Rhode Island, somehow, they found 40,000 people, which I find very questionable. Uh- but, um, remember, they're, they're not citizens. They're residents of the <laughs> state. But... Um, but look at yeah, how I mean. Texas and Florida, those governors in those states, they are, I mean you 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 can't I'm not sure if you could be more business friendly than those two states. And North Carolina, no, I should say, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a combination, right? Because it's also generational as far as decision making and management decisions, right? I think a lot of our older folks, they wouldn't have thought to leave their towns or their state or they had, you know, a lot of family or we're rooted in the community through church or other things that, you know, kept them in the community industries. Now that everybody's mobile or they're moving industries, they're going to take off. Why, why in the world would you stay in a New York or in a California or in a, frankly, in a Rhode Island in many cases? Now, the flip side of that is obviously the things that uh, we're well known for, the positive things, right? The beauty of the state. People are, you know, they, they are great people. It's just that, you know, they've been put down a lot. And uh, when you, you know, if you give them hope and you give them jobs and give them, you know, different opportunities, it can be a great state. But I will tell you that, you know, I don't hold punches. Uh, I think that Rhode Island has maintained extremely low standards. Yep. Uh, their vision is a low standard vision. They don't speak in a large manner. They don't. They don't think they can do certain things. And um, you know, and as you know, I'm down in Puerto Rico now to yes. work and a lot of uh, other things. <clears throat> And, I mean, if on a daily basis you ever read the headlines here, I, I mean, you'd be spinning like a like a top. I mean, every single day, $80 million for this, $100 million for that, $50 million for this, new air transport designation, new this, new that, every single day. <laughs> like, it's like you, you can't keep up with it. Billions of dollars, you know, just thousands of people, new industries. Everybody's, you know, but who moved? And this is telling because I think this does correlate to the census in Rhode Island. So, the people um, who moved from here are those that didn't view Puerto Rico, you know, as an opportunity. They took off, went to Florida, other places. But they're taking off the, the menial jobs again, right? And so it's like, you know, somewhere along the line, you have to infuse the education piece, right? But you have to you have to merge it all into a vision, into a standard. Um, and so in Rhode Island's case, uh, you know, I I am happy to see that. He has, uh, you know, higher goals at 80, percent whatever you know, as far as occupancy, other things that are going to happen toward the end of, of May. But I just don't understand why you just don't go to 100. percent I mean, those days are over. I mean, what what doesn't anybody get about that? It's, it's kind of it's just odd.
0: I I agree, Gio. And and again, folks, we're speaking with uh, businessman Giovanni Frosi. Gio, what I also don't understand is there's an element of competition. I mean, if if uh, if you open up. You know, you you maybe get people from mass to come out, would have come out to dinner last Saturday night or people from Connecticut to just go over the line. I I don't understand that. It's like they don't understand. We're not competing with California. You're competing literally with the states right now right around you. So there's a benefit if you're the leader in everything. And we can all see where this is. Is leading things are opening up more, not closing down. So I agree with you. Why not? Why don't you just be the forerunner? But gee, what also is interesting is Florida and Texas. Um, they they make it easy for people to do business, and and even like Texas is saying to, I know like Wall Street, just like just give us your back office. Right. Or or Florida, uh, DeSantis, you know, come down like they're so wise to just and and look at the number of people that, you know, went to North Carolina. Just if you can get people to come in the door, that's a big part of the battle, because then they they bring workers and and jobs and everything, you know, with them. But the decision makers are coming.
1: I mean, the decision making and decision makers are the most important part. You know, we're very dismissive in Rhode Island. We're very dismissive of, you know, uh, really in the Northeast, you know, people are like, you know, they, they don't acknowledge wealth, wealth making yep. as an industry. They, they They look at it in some, you know, derogatory way sometimes or some, you know, because of just the way the country was built. They look at the inherited piece equally to the wealth making piece. And that's not how it works. You know, if you have a guy like me that, you know, was working at Jerry's supermarket and had two paper routes and then make some money. Yep. Well, how the hell is my, you know, a bad guy <laughs> compared to, you know, somebody who might have, you know, uh, inherited, you know, generation after generation and isn't really doing too much. But then you say, well, what's where's the money going? And this is my biggest point, which is it's not under their mattress. Right. People with a lot of money have to put it in play. Right. So where is that money? So, uh, for generational wealth, it owns it owns literally large parts of an economy. So it can own forests, right? It can own mining. It can own like all sorts of things, right? Uh, Dormitories for for kids to go to college, you know, whatever it is that they put their money into. But for others that are actually making it, this is where I think your question or your points is most impactful, and that is how can you actually grow a business let alone survive if you're not able to go after your customer base right so if you erode that customer base through policy and literally tell me i can't fill this this restaurant right i can only have so many people in it yep well then it's never going to get there right mm-hmm. so it went from maybe making or hopefully making money to trying to break even to trying to survive and then, okay, if we get back into the, you know, loop again or whatever, well, at that point, they've transferred ownership, likely, of the building, the assets, and even possibly the restaurant to people who had the cash to buy up all the destructive policy. Does that make sense?
0: So it does now, make like, sense.
1: You're going to see a transfer of wealth. So the very thing that liberals and progressives and, uh, you know, extremists are all against, they're creating, they're consolidating, the the ownership of all the property, all the businesses, all the you know, supply chain into the hands of the few who had the cash to buy it all up. And they took it away from all the middle class. It's yep. really weird. Mm. It's really weird. So but you know, got gonna fight the fight, but from a policy standpoint, I still say don't you know, don't be one of those guys that, that's happy that someone's throwing you some crumbs. You right. know, like I've never I've never been like that my whole life and I guess that's what it makes me me, and you know, there's the, you know, who, who work in a certain fashion. But, you know, really just generally, the general public, you should not be happy with, you know, people telling you to get in the line and then if they give you something to eat, you're all like, yay, thanks, I finally ate, you know? Like, what are you talking about? Like, get back to work and get back to building a business without any interference, and who's gonna give you that? Well, you, like you said, emulate those that are showing you how to do it, and then locally, absolutely don't have any more barriers uh, people can go to people can go to Connecticut and Massachusetts for a service or uh, a product or an experience that you could offer in Rhode Island but it costs more or isn't as great then shame on you because right. you should be raising your standards and your policy and your laws to make it a better opportunity and a better option for it. Rhode Islanders
0: and really anyone in New England. Folks, we're speaking with uh, businessman Giovanni Frosi. Gee, before I let you go, we have a brand new governor. Um, You know, this is, they're trying to navigate through what's hopefully going to be a post-pandemic world. But as someone who, you know, you've been in the state, now you've been outside the state, if, if he were to, you know, run into you somewhere and say, what are three things that that they should be doing right now, I'd be curious what are three things that you would tell them that they they should be doing or could certainly improve things if they would.
1: Sure. Number one is, uh, as always, just, um, you know, you need to lead by industry. So name an industry, two or three, and just say you're the best at it and create everything around it. So yep. in my case, I had told you from, you know, really at this point, three years ago now, four years blockchain industry just create an industry get colleges to line up to support it meaning programs the greed certifications everything that feeds it right and that would just like build an economy that you, you would just be so proud of so whatever that industry is you know forever we thought it was you know the, the seafood or jewelry or whatever it is like so get behind it and build it and get back at it and build it all the way around uh so that'd be number one number two um, related to the pandemic, still because I do think it's never going to go away, is um, be be a place that people want to visit that know they're going to have the best time, even with whatever lingering restrictions there are. Yep. So you know, I've had people visit me in Puerto Rico, had horrendous uh, situations where literally policy from a front desk clerk at a resort would would make them have a bad time. You know, mm. who are reading policy bad. Things that you know these are fully vaccinated people and they're like well where's your test and they're showing them the card and they're like well it's at here you still going to go get a test and I'm like oh well, my god you know mm. it's creating like because they created an industry right Testing never gonna go away it's such free money for a swab for for literally a cotton swab you're paying hundreds of dollars going forward so uh, so number two would be just make make your tourism experience one, that someone's going to say, I'm not going to land and end up in a, you know, uh, uh, an impacted situation where I don't, don't get the full experience of what i read about. And then uh, lastly, it's just uh, we've got to get out of the mentality of, uh, of the haves and have-nots and the whole you know, pockets of, of people in Rhode Island. Um, if you're going to have that, then blend it in a positive way, and you better not leave out you know, someone who doesn't check the box is a minority. I think that's that's ridiculous. Oh. You know, um, i you know I've worked my whole life. Everybody in Rhode Island, you know, that that I know, you know, games, you know, Italian immigrants, Irish immigrants, French Canadians, Portuguese, Polish, uh, you name it. Right? Just because we don't fit a minority box, that that's no, no one has the right to treat us differently. Right. And and so from a policy standpoint, if you look at some of the COVID funding right now the PPP programs, they're limiting it or they have preferential for only minorities. You know, I don't understand why are they doing that to people? How's the little guy, you know, no matter what color he is supposed to survive, you know, man or woman, if they, if they're, you know, not don't have access to the same opportunities. So the country should have always been a place that we have equal access, but now they've created an environment where, you know, if you're a white woman, you don't, you don't, you know, uh, uh, well, and take that back. I guess If you're a white male, you don't have the, the, the same opportunities uh, even though you had, you know, your small business for 20 years and you're trying to have it survive and you just need that bridge phone. You know, you can't go get it. It's like, I don't understand it, mm. you know? So um, so anyway, that, that's the other thing. I just think there's too many degrees of separation now. Um, you know, I've always been very proud. Maybe it's my military service or what have you that, you know, I've always and, you know, literally uh, amongst the, you know, people of all races and, and genders and ages and, you know, never even thought to, to segregate me or them in any way. You know what I mean? We just all moved forward. But you I don- hope Rhode Island gets back to that.
0: Downtown Providence is a ghost town. I, I don't know how that recovers.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think, um, you know, you, you have to watch how it recovers, too. Um, I think that, again, Um, You know, you're going to have rents, gentrification, other things that have happened that, um, you know, I don't know how they survive. Again, I think it's a transition of wealth. Mm. Those with the cash will be able to buy up all that property. And what they do with it is going to be interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it is – it's it's not a good situation. (laughs) But I'll tell you, it's not, not, you know, um, I should say – unique to Rhode Island. Um, I've right. seen it in other states. Sure. I've seen, you know, pockets of Puerto Rico like that. Um, I'm like, I don't understand, you know, that's why I'm up in the northwest part of the island now. Uh, I left the urban area. I don't, you know, I didn't want to see like, you know, places shut down or this or that, you know, it's just it's a little weird. And so, um, you know, we just need to get back in action. But the three things that the governor needs to do, absolutely, is, you know, pick industries, get behind them, support them, stop picking winners and losers based on a company. Pick industries. Yeah. And then get open the tourism at a 100% level. Yeah. Absolutely go for it again. Right. Go for it. And then, and then uh, lastly, uh, make sure that we don't create a situation where we're a segregated society. Mm-hmm. We should not be segregated. You're right. And I don't understand why we've ever gotten to that point when oh. I was a kid. Yep. You know, we used to go around weekend after weekend, all different feasts, and all different cultures. Depending on where you came from it would be where we visited that weekend, right? It could be the Polish feast and Our Lady Cesta or We'd go to the Italians in France, or we go to, you know, whatever it was, right? Portuguese feast and West War. Just different things that went on, and I wish we would get back to that and promote that.
0: Folks, he is business man Giovanni Ferosi G. great to uh, talk to you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. You as well. And, All right. Uh, hope everyone stays safe. Take care. All right, Bye folks. Now. There he is, our friend uh, Giovanni Frosi. Well, good afternoon. It's uh, one fifty-three. This is John DiPietro on this uh, Tuesday. It is April twenty-seventh. President Biden is going to speak tomorrow night. This portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Remember, call J.K.L. Cal Engineering today. At 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's J K Engineering. Why not explore Central Air? Estimates are free. Financing is available. Both residential and commercial. Call J K Cal Engineering today at 401-351-7600. Right now, it's 153 on this Tuesday afternoon. You can call in. Phone lines are open. 401 401- Again, just one more reminder, Cale Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. If you're listening right now and you're in Bellingham or you're in Franklin or you're living in Smithfield or Cumberland, wherever, and maybe you want to explore new heating and cooling system for your home or business, by the way, Residential and commercial, call J.K.L., 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. It's J.K.L. Engineering. I appreciate hearing Gio's uh, perspective because he's been around and he is traveling. And I think to see he kind of echoes – what I think, which is I think the state needs to move faster. The state needs to move faster. Now, they are talking. We seem to be like a step behind uh, Mass and Connecticut, Massachusetts. Governor Baker is already announcing that they're going to start to open up Massachusetts um, faster. And I know next month should be a, a pivotal month. So next month the month of May is when everyone is going to. I'm just saying that the the country folks is becoming you know you have people that travel to Florida or Texas or Tennessee it it doesn't it doesn't make sense that now, I'm, I'm seeing Channel 12 has a story. Bristol police now are asking for the public's help. They investigate reports of concerning stickers being posted in town. First report came on Saturday. person walking on Hope Street saw a sticker, White Boy Summer Coming. Appears to be a photo of Hitler in the background. Caller moved the sticker, called the police. Later that day, they received a second report of a mailbox Hope Street, identical to the one found near the library. Patrol officers canvassed the area, found four additional stickers posted. They've all been removed. Detectives located video footage of two possible suspects released screenshots on Tuesday. They're working with the Warren Police Department to find out if they're the ones that are putting this up. They they need to find out who exactly is putting up these, these stickers because... Uh, And I haven't seen yet um, the fact that they're saying they released screenshots. I have not seen that. Detectives, uh, suspects, screenshots on Tuesday. Whoever's doing this is creating this narrative that we have white supremacists in the Bristol war in East Bay Area. And I don't believe that that is, in fact, the case. Oh, okay. So there's the photo. You know, one of them has like a crew cut. They should be able to figure out who they are. One of them has dark hair, so Channel 12 has that. You know, I don't know who these idiots are, but they need to find them and go after them. Because has a discriminatory connotation to it. It was found outside of the Rogers Free Library, also found on a post office mailbox on Hope Street and then elsewhere throughout the town Saturday afternoon. Police believe that these are the two men in these surveillance photos that could be responsible for it. Warren police also investigating a similar incident. Anyone with information is asked to call Bristol police. Well, they certainly seem like two idiots. Anyway, the photo they show, two guys are like walking around. You know, the damage that they are doing is, is, uh, is brutal because it's creating this narrative that there are all these white supremacists running around. Whoever these two are, they need to find them and charge them for putting this stuff out there. Folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan. It's the John DePetro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Remember, they're now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. They have the purple dumpsters that you could use to throw things away. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal, or They're offering weekly trash collection services, Brother's Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Come on, Brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. Do you want a dumpster for your driveway? Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning or cleaning out your garage or your attic or your basement, why not get a nice purple dumpster for your driveway? They'll bring it to your home, and then they'll bring it back when the dumpster is done. Maybe you're doing a small household construction project. Call Brother's Disposal right now. Call Roland and Willie, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today, 401-688-0517, 401 688 0517 for Brothers Disposal. Well, folks, uh, it's John DiPietro. I want to wish everyone have a, a good Tuesday afternoon. You can uh, visit the website, dipietro.com. And to stay tuned. We are going to have the 2 o'clock news, and then the John Dion program comes your way. I'll be back tomorrow at 11. In the meantime, again, if you want to reach me, uh, go to the website, petro.com, Then also look for me on Facebook and Twitter. The Biden address is tomorrow night. And then Governor McKee, the next COVID briefing is coming up on Thursday. The John Dion program is next after the two o'clock news station as well. WNRI Woonsocket.